Hello and welcome to the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Powell. For this episode, we'll be listening to the 1968 recording entitled The Virtuoso Guitar. The guitarist is John Williams, the great John Williams. This LP is on the Everest label 3195. And I'd like to start off just by saying that the whole process for putting out a John Williams LP with my personal collection has been a little bit muddy to begin with, and I'll sort of go into that here. I had originally intended to start off with a record called The Guitar Artistry of John Williams, and it's an all Bach album. I have listened to that on the CD version uh, for a very, very long time. I picked up that Bach record at one of those uh, book sales. I got the whole album for a dollar. Anyway, when we put the record on the turntable and started recording, it was very beautiful. You heard the uh, the suite in G major with the the prelude that everyone and their dog knows. And we went through the whole track and started to record side B. And what should play up on side B? The exact same track of the prelude in G. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? Did I not flip the record? Turn it over. Did it again. And what I have is I have an LP that has the same pressing on both sides. I'm from that generation where cassettes were really the norm, and then we switched over into CDs. I'm from that generation, and so I don't, you know, to me, having a record have the same pressing on the same side is a very strange and unique and remarkable thing. I don't know if that's a thing that was somewhat common in those days. Anyhow, that's sort of the muddiness of that. So I went with my second choice for uh, John Williams, which I had talked about a little bit earlier. Both of these recordings that I have are on this Everest label, and that's more of the muddy part of this. John Williams is one of my favorite guitarists, and so I, I've always respected him. When when I started playing in 1990, 1991, there was a network on our cable system called Bravo, and I remember that uh, it was... I learned later it was the Seville concert that was being broadcast on Bravo. My mom, who was very, very, um, how should I say this, intense about recording things on VHS. (laughs) We had just a a huge library of things recorded on VHS. I'm not sure we ever watched everything that we recorded, but that's a a story for another day. (laughs) Anyway, so I have this, I had this VHS copy of John Williams playing, and she, she, my mom knew that that was the style of guitar that I was aspiring to and all that, and so she recorded it for me, and I tell you what, that that recording is is absolutely phenomenal. That's the one of him outside um, in the open air, al fresco, if you will, and the concert's done outdoors. It's just absolutely a stunning performance, and so although that's about, uh, you know, 25 years after this recording supposedly happened, as an extra layer of preparation to produce this episode of the Classical Guitar LPs podcast, I also took it upon myself to look up a biography of John Williams, and I found a great one called Strings Attached. The author is named William Starling. I highly, highly recommend that you check that book out. It's it's wonderful. I've skimmed a couple of chapters on some subjects that I wanted to get more educated about, and I do plan on reading the entire volume when it's all said and done. What I did want to comment about with this Everest label is, at the end of this biography, there is a very comprehensive, if that's not redundant, uh, discography of John Williams of all of his recordings, and nowhere in that list does it mention the Everest recording label. So it makes me sort of beg the question, what's going on? What was the Everest recording label, and, and how on earth did these John Williams recordings get repackaged and put out. I am saying repackaged. I think that's exactly what happened. Anyway, it doesn't really matter too very much. I'm just interested in how these things work, and so that's sort of uh, where that's coming from. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. Here is our lineup for side one. Side one begins with variations on the theme of Mozart by Fernando Sor followed by two Andres Segovia pieces. They are Oration, Study in E, and Estudio. The next piece is Humorata by Paquita Madraguera. We follow that with Barcarolle by Alexander Tonsman. That's from the Cavatina Suite, of course. The next up is La Maya de Goya by Enrique Granados, 
followed by Vals Criolo by the guitarist Antonio Loro, and we round out side one with a Sonata Longo 352 by Domenico Scarlatti. I'll have some more comments as we flip the record, but I want you to enjoy side A of the Virtuoso Guitar by John Williams on Everest, number 3195 from 1968. Enjoy. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
It's my pleasure to unpack this second side on the album The Virtuoso Guitar by John Williams. Uh, as I had mentioned before, I it's my personal belief that these recordings are a collection of works earlier than 1968 and perhaps recollected, redistributed, and then put out subsequently by the Everest label. One of the clues that leads me to that is that there is a completely different sound in going from side one to side two on this LP. And I, I don't think that has everything to do with uh, with the actual record being damaged or weathered or anything like that. There's just a, a different characteristic. And so I think this is a compilation album if you really want to get down to it. But uh, if any of you out there know uh, the actual info and would feel free to pass it on, please drop us a line. You can check it out at uh, anchor.fm slash Powell Guitar. There are contact links and all that sort of stuff. That's where this site is hosted, uh, wherever you are listening to. So uh, on with the music here. We have Albanese. We have La Torre Bermeja. Uh, then we follow that by Ponce's three Mexican popular songs. We have the Villa Lobos etude number one in E minor. And guitar players, listen up, because I think John Williams adds an extra note that's not in the score that I have any copies of anyway. Uh, and it's kind of cool to hear, you know, you you study you study a significant portion of your life on a piece of music, and then you hear a note that you've never heard before. It kind of makes you go, huh? And uh, so it's really, really kind of a neat thing. Uh Following that piece of music is Nortenia by Gomez Crespo. I had never heard this piece until I uh, put it down on the turntable here, and it's a charming little little piece of music. So uh, then we follow that with the variations on a Catalan folk song, Canso de Abre, Opus 25 by John W. Duart. John Duart uh, happened to do the liner notes on this recording. And so not only is Duhart a wonderful guitar composer, one of my personal favorites right up with there, uh, right up there with Tarega, uh, but he also is a great writer and you can learn an awful lot uh, about your, your music that you're interested by some of the liner notes that are written there. And Duhart does a great job of that. Um, it says right in the liner notes that John Williams suggested to John Duart to to write this piece of music, and it sort of tells that story. So that's that's really really cool. I do know in doing a little bit of research in that book I mentioned earlier, "Strings Attached" by William Starling, that that Andre Segovia held summer study sessions, summer master classes in Italy. Uh, John Williams was part of the student entourage that was there, and John Duart uh, spent part of his summers there as well. And so those those three people were all in clo close proximity to one another. And so at the bottom of this record, it, it has the famous quote, John Williams being the prince of guitar and such. You, you can read that quote, and it's such a high compliment by Andres Segovia saying, wow, this, this young man is, is amazing. Uh, God has laid a finger on his brow and all that sort of stuff. And then take a look at that chapter in the book called Prince of Guitar. Um, the circles that I was part of, uh, cutting my teeth with the guitar, there was always suggested that there was a, a, a very high animosity between uh, John Williams and between Andres Segovia. And, you know, I'm not going to condense and, and boil down the things I've read and I've heard into this podcast. I'm not sure that that's an appropriate place. I would just invite you to to read not only the entire book by William Starling, but I would say to to specifically read that chapter about Prince of Guitar. I think it really displays what I'm sure to be a very accurate uh, recount of the events that happened there at the Segovia master classes and, and ultimately why John Williams decided to go down his own path or seemingly his own path. Um, I think you can tell just from that quote alone that, that Andre Segovia thinks that he's responsible for John Williams' wonderful playing technique. And I'm really not sure how that can be possible. And, and I, can, I can totally and totally understand a parent's perception of that, thinking, my goodness, is this man saying that, that, that he is responsible for how good my son is, especially when you're the son's teacher? There's just a lot of, of interesting things going on. It's a great read. I would invite you to read that and make up your own mind on the situation if, if you feel so persuaded. And so we finish out this recording with the Alessandro Scarlatti 
the Gavat. Uh, thank you for listening to the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Aaron Powell. If you are interested in lending some financial support to this podcast, please visit anchor.fm slash Powell Guitar. And there are several different tiers and options for you to give financial support. So thanks for listening. Please enjoy side two. Happy playing. And we'll see you around for the next episode of the Classical Guitar LPs podcast.
Thank you.